Through Hackers, and I'm joined by Joel Carter from <laughs> Coding Temple. This is a monumental moment because it's my first interview of another Joel, so it's going to be a good time. Yes, uh, Joel, <laughs> Joel Carter is an uh, instructor at Coding Temple, which is one of our newest partners, and we're really excited to, to dive in a little bit to Joel's story as well as about the Coding Temple program and why that might be an opportunity for you as a listener as someone who might be entertaining a career change or someone wants to break into tech potentially, we're going to learn a little bit more about that program and how that could be of value. So welcome, Joel. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. My pleasure. So I always love to hear guests sort of break in story to their career and what what was that moment that really got you over the hump in that first role or anything you want to share about how you got your career started? Gotcha. Um, well, one of my high school friends um, actually started doing freelancing um, around the city of Chicago before I actually decided that I wanted to. And he randomly sent me a Facebook message like everybody does in, in the 20th century now or 21st century, whatever. Um, um, he sent me the message and basically asked me, hey, are you still interested in doing development work? And I was like, yeah. Like I've never thought I could, but sure, if you got something, like send it my way. Um, he then proceeded to send me. Um, this is this is I don't know how 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 far I could go with this, but uh, he then proceeded to send me a bunch of training material uh, from Lynda.com. Uh, so literally everything um, that he had been learning over the past few years, he sent me all that information. And then uh, about a week after that, uh, he offered me uh, more or less a job working with him on a project that he was working on. Um, that was short lived because that project was also short lived. So when that dried up, so did the job. Um, so then that kind of catapulted me because he put me in contact with a lot of different recruiters and things of that nature around Chicago. Um, that could help me get my next role. And that's basically what happened. So he gave me the first one, which was basically just like literal foot in the door, get your like green out of the way. And then from there, you're, you're kind of wherever you want to go from here. So I, I ended up at the University of Chicago for a little while, Byline Bank for a bit. Um, and these were all contract-based roles. And then from byline bank um which was basically between one contract and coding temple that's where coding temple actually happened so um that kind of is the the origin story for my career if you would i love it I, of course you got that first experience that that ball rolling through a you're learning by doing your your self-learning you're learning these training materials and then just getting that first real world experience that portfolio built you know it wasn't like you were spending um six years studying for a test and then you passed the test and then you got handed a job right exactly much more organic which is which is um really how um companies hire is and they be assured that you can do the work by seeing proof of that work mm -hmm. um, i think that's that's the uh that's the direction that we're headed here in the in the economy and in, in the career world in the career launch space. I'm curious, actually, any any thoughts you've any like 
lessons you've learned or insights you've gleaned over the past several years working at Coding Temple and seeing people launch their careers and how the world's changing in that sense of portfolios versus transcripts? I will say that um, when I first started at Coding Temple, the world was more of, hey, where have you been in terms of academia? What have you done um, on a transcript type of situation before we actually put you inside of an interview? There were some people that were or some companies that were trying to change that. I think Google might have been on the cusp of it, um, but they hadn't actually fully like dove in um, headfirst into that particularly until about two or three years after. Um, so when I first started in 2016 or late 2016, everyone was still kind of, where have you been to school? We want to see your work. Yes. But also, where have you been to school? Now it's more of, we want to see your work. No one cares about your necessarily where you went to school. If you can't do the work, um, because it has now been proven that they're, can be a lot of good candidates coming out of um, top tier colleges, but some of those can candidates can't really do the work, so to speak. So nowadays it's more of show and prove that you can actually do the work. And then once you can prove that you can do the work, then it's easier to um, talk to a lot more people about what you've done over the past year or so. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's funny how when Google announced they didn't necessarily require degrees anymore, that was a big deal. And now, now I kind of shrug my shoulders, maybe just because that's that's the space I'm working in now, and it's yeah. like so obvious to me that it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the world is, I think that's a trend, right? And we're only going to be increasing in that direction from my vantage point. So continuing to focus on proof-of-work portfolios, learning real relevant skills, that's that's the way to go. Um, so in that vein, I'm curious to hear more about the breakdown of what the the coding programs that you offer at Coding Temple and, you know, cater your response to someone who might be sort of developer curious, but they don't really know much about, you know, the world. And, and what's the difference with, with software engineering versus blockchain versus web development, data analysis, well, there's different kind of buckets that have overlap, but um, give us a, an overview of what your programs are and like what m- might be some of those differences. Yeah. So our flagship program um, is our full, full-time in-person, although on Zoom, um, per- program, which is basically a full-stack um, Python-based program that we build HTML, CSS, JavaScript, everything, all of it, um, touching literally all parts of the gamut that we possibly can in the software development cycle from ideation to actually completing a project at, at the end of it. Um, so it's a 10 week, um, fully immersive boot camp in every sense of the word. Um, we do throw you in almost head first. Um, and that's on purpose because when you get out of here, that's literally what people are going to do to you. Um, so <clears throat> That is our main bread and butter. That's what we um, are are targeting majority of the people that we come into contact with. Um, Then we have a part-time class that is a port of the full-time class, but just in a longer 
um, time frame. So instead of 10 weeks, it's 12 weeks, but there's smaller time frames day to day. So um, in the full time class, you have about six to eight hours with lecture and your um, associate instructors and all that kind of stuff. Um, but in the part time class, you still have those things, but there's not as much time because it's at the end of the day. So five to nine, mostly most of the time. Um, and then we also have a self-paced program that if none of those options work for you, um, you can also do this on your own time. But it's for th- we give you access for three to six months to that program um, inside of those three programs. All of them touch on full stack web development in terms of how do you build an API? What is an API? Um, how do you communicate with a database and make it do what you want it to do while also displaying something on the on the front end uh, inside of a browser or something like that. So we talk about all that kind of stuff and why we use JavaScript the way that we use it, why we use Python the way that we use it. Um, and at the end of the course, what every student is um, geared or gearing up to do throughout the entire course is to build a, a capstone project of their own choosing. Um, so whatever passion you have, as you can probably see, mine is Power Rangers and all that kind of stuff. So we encourage everyone to bring that with them inside the class, instructors as well, um, because when you do that, it makes it easier to build a project that you can then talk about to other employers, <clears throat> excuse me, other employers, um, to family members, friends. The main goal is to get you excited about building something. And then when you build that, it's yours. It's something that you own, that you can add to, take away from, all that kind of stuff. And at the end of the day, that's what we're looking for. So there's some opportunities to have some input in what that project look like, looks like based on your interests. Yes. How does that, how does that get chosen, <clears throat> that portfolio project? Good question. Um, so we give you a guideline of what we are looking for in terms of um, your your code, how you did it, what technologies you used, are you using the technologies that we talked about inside of class? Um, but aside from that, in terms of what you build, we give you free reign. But we do give you like um, a sheet, a cheat sheet that you can kind of go from if you want to pick from these and you don't have anything specific that you are passionate about that you want to build. That's fine. We give you that. And you can kind of pick from there and just kind of go build an e-commerce project or whatever. But um, if you want to specifically build, like there's um, case in point, there was one guy that was really big into Pokemon cards. So he built a um, like a tracker that would allow him to see what prices were inside of different markets and stuff like that. That's the type of um, free reign that we give you. You can build whatever you want. But as long as you stick to certain guidelines, that's all we that's all we really care about. I love that that duality, if you will, of getting in that freedom to explore your curiosities, but also learn the nuts and bolts of, <laughs> of coding and that you can yeah. apply that to any company in the future. Um, the main reason why we do it that way is because um, at the end of the day, it makes it more palatable that um if you do have any issues um where there's an error or something like that that's a real world experience that you're getting because 
in class, yes, we do uh, come across errors and we talk about how to fix those errors and stuff like that. But when it's an organic error that you've never seen before, which may also, to be completely candid, it may also be something that your instructor has never seen before. And if that is the case, it's a learning experience for everybody. When that is available, that makes talking about that inside of an interview way easier because now you have an actual lens to say, hey, I had this error or this problem that I really couldn't solve, but I had I took these steps to figure it out. And here's how I problem solved to get there. That's what people are paying you for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. The fact that an instructor might not have seen a problem before it says it all because that's, mm -hmm. that's the field. Uh, companies aren't expecting you to know literally 100% of all knowledge. They're expecting you to be able to have a substantial amount of knowledge and then be able to adapt, mm -hmm. in, especially as the world you know rapidly continues to evolve technolo technologically wise. Uh, you want to be able to have that soft skill of adaptability and, and willingness to learn and move through those, those challenges. So I'm, I'm really curious to, just for a minute just to step back almost or zoom out about you know, the, the field of software engineering and, and how you might portray that to someone who's maybe, maybe they're working in a completely, they have no experience in tech. They're working, um, they're working at a restaurant or they're working mm -hmm. as in, in a lawn business, but they're, they want to, they're kind of learning more about tech and they're curious about the, the potential fulfillment from, from coding as well as the, the financial, you know, lucrative potential <laughs> and but i'm curious about that fulfillment piece and what it looks like on a day-to-day -day basis i mean i'm not i'm not a tech person i just you know i'll be at coffee shops and i'll see people and they're coding and they look they're they got their headphones on and they get their full screen mode and they're just coding and they just seem like, seem like they're in the zone um and it from what i'm from talking to people it seems like it's a it's a rewarding experience. So talk more mm -hmm. about just the big picture of why someone might want to enter the field. So <clears throat> I tend to think of software engineering as a superpower. And this is why, um, because I can literally build whatever I want. I'm a huge Marvel fan. So th here's where this lens is going to um, kind of intersect. Um, when I go to a Marvel movie, any Marvel movie that I go to, I'm looking for that awe factor. And most of the time, I get it. Now, the MCU is a little bit different this, these days. But um, all that to say, when I'm programming or when I started programming, um, at a certain point, what I was looking for was the dopamine hit that happens after you solve something for the first mm, time. Yeah. So case in point, I was in a self-driving uh, car program, and I could not figure out how to make this car turn left for the life of me. And it was in a simulator and, and like I had my training data and all that kind of stuff and going through all that. And then I just happened to look on the forums and see if anybody else had this problem. And somebody did. Thank God. And what they told me or what, what the article basically told me was flip your images and then see what happens. So I did exactly that. When I did it and it worked, I literally flipped almost through my house and like there was nobody there, luckily. But like I was running through my house because 
I, I solved a problem that I could not figure out for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that um, new programmers like, and I've, I've been in a, a bunch of different classes and I've seen it a bunch of different times. Every time there's a light bulb moment that happens for a student, I can always tell that they're going to either be a very good developer or they may take some time to get there, but they will get there. The thing that um, I would tell any new programmer coming into this field is you're not going to know everything. Don't try to memorize anything, really. You, you will pick up certain things over time, over the usage, but never try to memorize anything. Um, but what you will see in your day to day is as you come up to problems that you've never seen before, and then you solve those problems, it becomes a drug almost because mm-hmm. you want to you want to find more problems to solve and then get that dopamine hit. What probably what people are saying in terms of being rewarding, that's what it is. At least that's what it is for me. When I solve a problem for the first time, 10th time, however many times I've seen the same problem, it's always the same feeling. It's like, yes, I did it again. Yes, I did it again. Yes, I did it again. And the more you get that, it's it's literally the reinforcement that you just keep coming back to it. And then you get um, almost desensitized to smaller problems and you look for those large, heavy, weighty problems to solve. I love that. And, and even on top of that, if you're working, especially you're working for a company that you really believe in the product or the mission, you mm-hmm. know that you're contributing to something greater because you solve this, you untangled this knot or whatnot, and that's going to really propel the company forward in that, mm-hmm. that week. And it, it, it all can serve people, can serve customers and all of these ripple effects from, from that, that nuts and bolts work. So there's a lot of potential there. Um, so I appreciate you illuminating that. I'm curious to get more of an overview of what it's like to be a student at Coding Temple and in terms of how you're working with other people um, versus doing one-on-one. I mean, there's different, of course, there's a self-paced and there's a full-time, but um, let's talk about like that, that standard full-time program. Yeah. Um, in terms of the working with instructors, working with other students in the cohort, what's the community like? What's that overall experience in terms of collaboration? Definitely. So the overall experience in terms of the full-time experience is what I'll I'll give you um, because that's the more uh, fleshed out one. Um, So the, there's a 9 a.m. to 9 30 um, portion of the day. So basically they starts at nine o'clock and usually ends about four to five. So um, that's a usual typical day, Monday through Thursday. And then Friday we, we give you, the uh, day to work on a project that we've basically talked about throughout the week. So we teach the concepts um, through the week on Thursday, and then Friday um, we'll have a project on those concepts. Um, But the day to day will be nine to nine 30. You have your um, review session and then nine 30 lecture will start nine 30 to about 12 is when that will um, end 12, 30 sometimes depending on the topic, but we'll break for lunch from there for an hour and then come back for the evening or afternoon lecture, which is about one to one, uh, one 30 to one, one 30 to four o'clock, um, to five. And then 
Um, you'll have an hour session after that with a associate instructor or the associate instructor that's inside of your own cohort. cohort sorry. Um, and that's basically the day to day for the full time class. Part time is a little bit different. You still have the Monday through Thursday, um, but the Friday is a little bit different because of the projects. Um, but there's still Monday through Thursday, five to nine availability um, for the actual class. And then, you know, um, everything else from there is similar to the full time course. Um, in terms of working with groups and sing and working uh, individually, we do have that built into the project. So on Friday, the first week specifically, we purposely put you in groups to kind of break the ice a little bit. Um, then you're, you're building a full on project as if you were on a like a full team in a company or something like that. We basically allow you to build a port. I think it's a CRM um, that last time I checked. We give you the guidelines of what it looks like, the mock-up of how to uh, how it looks, and then we just you know give you the the time to go build it and build it with your team, communicate with them, use Git and GitHub, all that kind of stuff is inside those projects. Every project that we have, including homework, so there's homework daily, Monday through Thursday as well. So every um, assignment that is given is only accepted once you send it through GitHub. So again, that's fostering that practice of having to do that every day um that's pretty much the overall of the uh, of the course yeah and from what i when i've read uh students are giving great feedback on what it's like to work with the instructors i'm uh one of the testimonials from tatiana who said that the staff are amazing instructors down to earth <laughs> relatable endlessly patient knowledgeable so i think i think your your personality is shining through right now on the show and i think that's I'm sure that you have uh, you as well as other instructors are really focused on creating those right relationships with students. So any mm -hmm. thoughts on that and how you work with students? Yes, sir. So my my philosophy with working with students is I'm always trying to push as much as possible, um, but push with a a father like heart, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so basically, and this is coming this is coming from my own training, the guy that trained me and the well, guy and um, young lady that trained me um, were the the young lady actually had taught at DePaul and I was TAing with her. So she taught me basically how to answer questions and um, and foster that learning inside the classroom. Then Joe, who is no longer with us, but he started with us. Um, he taught me basically how to ask or or give a, a little bit of a nudge, but then take it back a little bit and let the student figure it out and then come back and circle with them in like 15 minutes. What that does, what that what I've seen that happen in students is that light bulb moment um, where they couldn't figure something out before. But over time, talking with them, building that rapport with them, spending time in that nine to nine thirty that those sessions after class, that's where that rapport starts to become even bigger and that relationship outside of the class grows as well. I love that so much. The the space to figure it out while also having that person right there to guide you. It's a great balance to strike. So appreciate you coming on the show, Joel. So uh, everyone listening, if you want to check out Coding Temple, go to the show notes. 
of this podcast and you can pull that link up and you can you can dive in you can apply you know as soon as you want and there's a coupon code career hackers um for depending on if you do part-time self-paced or full-time it's up to five hundred dollars off the tuition and yeah any last any last um words about the program obviously when there's there's all these elements like there's career support there's a, a job guarantee within you know nine months of the program um any other thoughts that you want to make sure that you include today um not much else other than what i've already said um but the main thing that i tell all my students is learn don't be afraid of the the learning process it will be hard um and when you come into those those hard problems that's where it like the love of programming actually shines through and then bring yourself to every every situation in terms of code because that's how you you will make this fun uh long term 100 thanks so much joel thank you